The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host, Derek, and it is time for another edition of the The Monthly Monthly Comics Cast, which of course means that I have with me the cosmic comic guru, Dario. What's up, Dario? Hey, how are you? Oh, lovely. And... The world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. What's going on? Everybody doing well these days? It's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> I know. This monthly comic cast is more than, it's like, it's like tri-monthly. <laughs> I know. It's, it's becoming <laughs> quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> the quarterly comic cast. <laughs> but that just means we have some good plenty of good stuff to talk about um and since it's been so long and we have so much to talk about we have decided to postpone our off the shelf uh review this month and uh hopefully we'll get back to it soon and uh we got a good one for you when we do it but in the meantime it's time for our regular review section and uh Before we do that, let me give you a little description of how our rating system works. Warning, warning, warning. We here at the Monthly Comics Cast have our own special rating system based on the greatest weapon in all of comicdom, the The Infinity Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Starting with Zero, which would be a completely empty and useless gauntlet, Going through the various stones, one through six, finished off by the greatest rating you could possibly get, a full infinity gauntlet. And of course, that would make four stones about average. So there you have it. Oh, and one more thing. We're probably going to spoil some things during our reviews. So uh, just make sure you keep that in mind. And if you don't want anything spoiled... Before you read the comic, then... uh Oh, spoiler alert. All right, so there you go. That is a description of our rating system. So, now let's get to the ratings. Uh, and who would like to go first? Well... I can go. I'm just turning up my volume a little bit here. I guess we kind of always start with you anyway. So let's start with Dario. Yay! Who also has All right, so- the most reviews. I have three books this month-ish, and the first book I have is a Marvel Comics book. I don't know if you've heard of the company. Whoa! It is a book called Dark Ages. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that yet. It's Dark Ages issue one. I have issue two. I haven't read it yet, but it's because it came out a couple weeks ago. The writer on it is Tom Taylor, and this is where it gets fun. I'm trying to pronounce names. The artist is Ivan, I-B-A-N. I'm assuming it's pronounced Ivan. Mm. Not Ivan, but Ivan. Mm. And 
Colio, C O E L L O, Colio. Sure. The color artist is Brian Reber, and the letter is VC Joe's, VC's Joe Sabino. So I wasn't sure what this book was going to be about. I saw ads, house ads for it. And as I may or may not have mentioned in the past, I'm a huge fan of Savage Avengers. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Savage Avengers right now is is showcasing how the wizard has basically won and defeated everybody. So when this came out, Dark Ages, I was hoping, I was really, really hoping that this was going to be some kind of a crossover where all the heroes were fighting against the wizard. But oh, yeah. it's totally separate. Isn't so, um, is Savage Avengers coming to an end? You know, I've been thinking that has been coming to an end for the last year and a half because <laughs> I just felt like I felt like it was a good issue 12 and be done and then I felt like it was a good issue 24 and be done and it's still going so it's I, still good I'm happy I could have sworn I, I read that it got cancelled but I could be wrong hopefully well I mean they're 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 finally fighting the big bad mm. and for like the third time and it looks like they're not going to lose because they fought them so many times and lost already right. anyway that is a good not book. To, not to change it over to the Savage Avengers, but Dark Ages, I thought was going to be a tie into that, even mm. though I had nothing to, like like in writing saying that, and I bought it. It's totally separate. It follows the adventures of a mishmash of heroes. It starts out with Luke Cage, um, uh, Jessica Spider-Man. Jones. No, not Iron Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's daughter and Luke Cage's whether they have his daughter or a son, I can't tell. I think they have a daughter. Mm. Anyway, they're they're hanging out in their apartment, and all the spiders are suddenly like alerted to an incoming danger. All, all the spider senses go go off, and there's all these earthquakes, and every, all the telepaths and everybody like of various power levels all start getting like alerts that something really big is happening. And then the watcher shows up because the watcher always shows up when really bad things happen. <laughs> and it turns out that there's a, a living machine that his job was to stop entropy and it would destroy all the bad things in the world. But then it kind of went crazy and the living tribunal imprisoned it in the middle of planet Earth. And what's happening is that this thing is coming, is trying to break out of the Earth. So all the heroes get together. Uh, they send the team to the middle of the Earth to fight this giant robot machine and there's lots of people die lots of people get hurt lots of people get maimed and to kind of summarize it all dr strange accesses a an alternate dimension where there's an emp pulse that that is that stops all the electricity in that universe in that alternate dimension hmm. so he tries to use that to destroy this giant machine and it works but the machine kills dr strange the same time he sets off the spell so the spell doesn't end. No. So right. the spell is the, the EMP pulse is now permeating this Marvel universe and there's no electricity. Uh-huh. Um, so like the way that affects everybody is um, like vision turns off immediately. Vision's daughter turns off immediately. Uh, Iron Man's armor, Iron Man's ar- armor stops working. Uh, Ant-Man's in giant form. Uh, he can't switch back because he can't activate his pin particles. Um, just regular people have heart attacks because their pacemakers are off. Um, <laughs> but it, is it the the uh, the Quinjet falls out of the sky? It's it's pretty intense. And then they jump ahead seven years, and electricity still isn't on. And all the heroes and villains have all banded together for their own little purposes. But uh, they, 
they had to figure out how to do things um, that they used to do with electricity and microcircuitry uh, a different way. So now Iron Man has a big steampunky kind of armor, and Peter Parker has got web shooters working, but they're, again, more steampunky kind of thing. So that's where issue one left, um, left off. I haven't read issue two, but it looks like at the end of issue one, it looks like a bunch of people have banded together to form their own teams. Apocalypse has joined up with She-Hulk, Beast, Gambit, um, Lady Deathstrike, Iron Man, and possibly Venom. It's hard to tell. It could be a combination of Venom and Carnage. In, in issue in issue one, didn't didn't it ask Sue, Sue Richards and and the thing die? Yeah, a lot of people died. Like like right away, a lot of people died. Because they, they were trying to get on. They were trying to get defensives for uh, Doctor Strange while he was trying to cast that spell. Yeah, yeah. So when they were in the, when they were in the middle of the earth and he was trying to cast that spell, they were doing everything they could to keep that creature off of him. Um, of course, Doctor Strange couldn't cast it anywhere else except for right in front of the big bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only but anyway. Way. It was pretty. It was an exciting read. I, I like the fact that it's self-contained and it's and it's like an alternate Earth kind of storyline, so they can do whatever they want. And also, I don't have to worry about them tying into other books. Right. So that's a that's, that's a big that's a big plus for me. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it an awful lot. Did you read uh, issue two yet? Uh, I have issue two. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah, same here. I have. I think I have um, issue one, but I haven't read it yet. I just spoiled it for you. No, you just no, skip it? no, no, it's fine. <laughs> no worries. I was, I was actually pretty excited because um, because Spider Man's daughter was in it, and I was. With everything that was going on in the regular Spider-Man book, I thought maybe they were just going to bring her back, like yeah. mm. instantly, because apparently Peter Parker and Mary Jane are together again. There's more to it than that right now, but I was, I'm hoping that they're going to bring back May Parker because she's a great character. Isn't there always more to it? Um, <laughs> when they had after they had after all the spiders got hit, got slammed with the spider sense, yeah, and they had the earthquake, mm-hmm. and they were racing back to the to the apartment where Mary Jane was. Oh yeah, yeah, because the building collapsed. Right, and they said they said she went. They were telling Peter that Mary Jane went back in to help yeah. whoever, like the elderly and stuff. But then the whole building came down, and so he starts digging through the stuff. And Luke goes, Peter, and he says, "Just shut up and start digging." And then they get to a certain point. And they're like, they like, they show, uh, um, like all their faces and stun, you know, that they're, they're in, sh- in shock. Yeah. And then they go to the next panel, and what, and what you see is May May Packer holding, pretty much holding the built, holding the building above everybody that got stuck. In yeah, the she's just, a to- and she's just a toddler in this, which is it's, it's cool. I just like the fact that they brought it, even in, even if it's just an alternate reality. Right. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that I want the value of my comics to go up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we all want, want that, hey. <laughs> I know. Yeah, really. Did you give that a rating so, yet? Yeah, I'm about to give it a rating right now. Okay. So let's see. This is better than average, I thought. So, oh, nice. So, um, I think I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it a five. Wow, nice. I can't five wait to stones. read it. Bam! So I, I assume, give it a six. Oh wow! So I assume you will both keep reading it. 
Yeah, I have an issue too, so I'm definitely going to keep reading it. Do you know how many issues it is? I don't. Maybe it'll say it on the bottom here. I think it's five. Yeah, it doesn't mention it. That's not bad at all. If it's five. Yeah. All right. Most Excellent. Folks go, go four to six, I think, unless they're unless they're an epic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Let's hope book on my list. we continue this trend, although I doubt it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll see. The next book on my list is also from a company called Marvel Comics. Who's that? Where are you getting these other off-the-wall, black-and-white, independent books from? Hey, Dar- Dario, <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're mispronouncing DC. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So, I don't know. We noticed as a little sidetrack here that uh, if you walk into a store now and you want to buy a DC book, your only option is Batman. Because <laughs> over the past like, three months, they put out, out like so many freaking Batman books. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think the most published characters right now, both in, in for DC, is Batman and a Marvel with Spider Man. There's just so many Spider Man books right now, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the next book on my list is from Marvel Comics and it is called Spider Man. Man Life Story Annual Number One. You may or may not have remembered that I reviewed Life Story when it came out mm-hmm. and it finished. Okay. And what it did is it told the story of Spider Man from the 60s all the way up to the 2020s. And so he went through his entire life all the way up to when he died. Mm-hmm. So doing that with, my, with, with the Fantastic Four also. And I was going to review that today, but I'm going to save that for next time. Uh-huh. So this annual is written by this, this is by the same creative team. So Chip Sadarsky is the writer and Mark Bagley is the artist. Andrew Hennessy does something. I don't really know because it just has his name listed. It doesn't tell me what it does. What he does. What he does. <laughs> and the other person who worked the book was Matt Miller. And so since Spider-Man life story went through his entire life, you got to ask yourself, where does this annual fit in? You wonder is it just a micro story that happens within one of the decades? Right. Does it do something else? And the answer to that question is that this focuses entirely on J. Jonah Jameson. So, ah, oh, okay. Just keep talking. I got something. Yeah. So this is from 1965 all the way up until I think 2000, 2000 ish. See if I can see the year before. I decide that I'm stalling too long. It goes up to 2001. Hmm. So it really, really digs deep into all the things that J. Jonah Jameson did. Like if you're, if any Spider-Man fan knows that JJJ has been like a thorn in Spider-Man's side, he's done everything from harass him editorially. He paid for the creation of Scorpion. Mm-hmm. He paid for the creation of the spider slayers. Oh, he did yeah. all this stuff. Right. So it focuses on the repercussions of him having done that. So it starts with Scorpion and the aftermath of that. And then it goes to his uh, paying Professor Smythe to create the Spider Slayer robot. Excuse me. The really, really awesome Spider-Man Slayer robot that's just like a TV screen for a face and all the and all the tentacles that come out of it. I mm. love that classic. <laughs> um, and, then, and then after that, we find Captain... Stacy, uh, Captain George Stacy, who's Gwen Stacy's dad, uh, goes to 
J. Jonah Jameson and tells him that he wants him to come down to the police department so they can ask him some questions. And it becomes very clear that um, they're doing an investigation on him. And a few years later, he gets arrested and he gets put in jail where he spends the majority of the book. Um, oh, interesting. So he's in jail all the way, all the way up to 2021. But in that time that he's in jail, he meets Norman Osborne, where if, if you happen to remember when I reviewed the book last time, Norman Osborne gets thrown in jail very early on. Yes. Um, and is, is there until he gets older, where he enacts a, a plan of revenge. And J. Joe Jameson, like, does certain things like he can't, he won't let go of his hatred for Spider-Man. Um, he goes to, um, he sees a therapist and the therapist is trying to talk him through it. And I guess the point where he decides to call Peter Parker and apologize for the way he treated him, not knowing, of course he's Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Um, and he starts writing a book and his book is focusing a lot on his hatred towards Spider-Man and his therapist is trying to gear him away from that. Um, and, Ultimately, when he finally gets out of jail, he's made some strides. Uh, he goes back to the Daily Bugle, which is closed down. Is it closed down or is it just being run by somebody else? No, he goes to a warehouse. Okay. So he goes to a warehouse. And, and in that warehouse is a really jacked up version of a spider slayer armor that Professor Spike made him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets, in, and he kind of looks like uh, Luther's, Lex Luthor's like, suit of armor because it's purple and uh, purple and blue and gray and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So he puts on the armor, and as a reader, you're thinking he's going to go off to Spider-Man. But it turns out um, that Scorpion has escaped again, and J. Jonah Jameson feels it is responsible for the creation of him. So he decides that it's his duty to take down Scorpion, so he goes up to Scorpion and fights him. And the fight is okay, but it is, we're talking, it's like a, uh, a late 70-year-old man. <laughs> Uh, in a power armor, <laughs> trying to fight a super villain. Right. And ultimately, he has a he has a heart. He defeats him, but he also at the end has a heart attack and dies. Um. And at the very very end of the book, we find out that his therapist was the clone of Gwen Stacy, uh, because oh okay, you know, Spider Man and clones is a kind of an ongoing thing. They they kind of dealt heavily with the clones in the in the in the life story for Spider Man when mm-hmm. they were the retelling. But that particular clone of Gwen Stacy decided that what she wanted to do was help people get better. So she became a therapist, and mm. she decided to help all the all the people that Spider Man put in jail. She wanted to help them not be criminals anymore. So that's why she happened to be in that situation. And was at the very end. Was she anti-Spider-Man? Or? No, no. She's, she just doesn't care about... She loves Peter, but she just doesn't care about like being around him right at the, in her life. And she just wants to you know, make villains not be villains anymore. And knows their impact, the hero's impact on them. So that was what her goals were. And also, after J. Jonah Jameson died, his notes for his books were compiled. And he finds real closure at the end of his at the end of his book as because as, as, they kind of put expert excerpts from his book in there. And you can see he's gotten closure. He's realized that he was obsessed his whole life. And he explains why he decided to go after Scorpion. And and so it's kind of it's it's a very interesting and decent view of the life of J. Joe Jameson with still having Spider-Man, you know, in the book appearing every few yeah. decades. 
it was really, really good. And, um, I feel like, I feel like it, it's, it's, the book was important enough to get made. I feel like that it, it makes the, it makes the existing miniseries, Spider-Man Life Story, it makes it better. So if they ever reprint Spider-Man Life Story in a, in a trade, I feel like they have to include this. So that being I, said, I imagine they would. What's that? I imagine they would. It's a, it's a one shot. Yeah. So that being said, I'm giving this a six. Wow. No, not a full gauntlet, but it's a six. So awesome. Nice. We're on a roll here so far. Well, it's from that new company, Marvel. I hear this. I hear <laughs> the thing about me. I think, yeah, I think they should slow their roll. All right. They're just coming out of the All right. Unless it's like a sprint. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, okay. you gotta yeah. come in strong to make a name for yourself. Now, I'd like to tell you that my next review is Darkhawk, but oh. I wasn't able to get the book. You weren't be able, you weren't able, able to get, get it? So no, because John didn't order enough of the store. Well, you ordered enough of the store, but by the time I got I it, got I mine. I haven't read it yet, though. Did I, you? Yeah, I was going to do. I was gonna review it, but I didn't get to finish it. Yeah. All I'm hearing is excuses. What? Bam. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that, Dario? You cut out there. We can't hear you. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, well, it looks like Dario's off the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> this review, I, I read this book like three weeks ago, so I, I, I've already forgotten names for characters, so it's going to be a pretty, pretty sketchy review here, but I did like the book a lot. A lot. It's from a company called Ablaze. Ablaze. And it's called He Who Fights With Monsters. Ooh, that sounds oh, interesting. Here, the Jay Lee cover. Ooh, I love Jay Lee. Yeah, me, me too. I love it. Whenever he does cover work, I think he's it's really good. I like when he does whole books, but he does a lot of cover work these days. Yeah. When uh, I was collecting Dune, the comic book Dune for a while, and he did, I think the first three first three issues, he did uh, variant covers. Oh, and wow. I was hoping he was going to do. The, I was hoping he was going to do the entire run, but mm. either he didn't or our store didn't order him. I don't really know. Um. So this book takes place in 1945. Um. In the aftermath of World War Two, and where is it? No, this is not the aftermath of World War Two. This is during World War Two. Yeah, this is during World War Two. I should get my history right. And um, it's in Germany. Is it in Germany? Hold on. It's in Prague. Okay. And um, the Nazis are painting the swastika sign on people, on people, and and just doing everything that the Nazis did that were bad. We, but, we were ahead of the time. Yeah. And a doctor is a doctor is, is out late at night. He gets stopped by these Nazi officers who want to see his papers. And um, he tells them that he's on his way to help deliver a baby from the that that for the um, the sergeant for that area, and that they had to they, they, he had to go quick. And because he said that, they didn't bother going through his bag, um, and they just let him go. Go, which is good because if they'd gone through his bag, they would have figured out that he was smuggling food. And he sees everything that you expect him to see in wartime, you know, World War Two, you know, mm. you know, the Nazis are shooting people on the street and just being terrible human beings. Right. And he goes and we find out that he's hiding a bunch of Jewish people in a basement near a cemetery. So he goes to bring the food to them. And when they're there, that they're basically telling him stories about a creature that would protect them. And basically they're telling him about the golem and they tell him where 
it could potentially be found and they send them off. They send them off to go and try and activate the gong. So it's a pretty short story. It's like not, it's a little bit more than half the book. And then the other half of the book, I'd say it's three quarters of the book, it's three quarters of the book. And then the back half of it is a sneak preview for a book called porcelain, which I was able to read that. Um, I just saw that at the store today. That was really good. I, I almost I like the setting. Porcelain? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I read issue one, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get my hands on issue two and three, uh, but I've had some customers that subscribe to it, mm. and so, you know, I get a chance to flip through it. I don't read it, mind you, because I don't like to read other people's books, but I flip through it just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he fights with monsters. The team working on it is Francesco... Adabini, and then the artist is Werther Deladaria. I think I got that right. Colors is Giovanni Nero, and letters is a larger world studios, Troy Patari. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is the artist? The artist is Werther W so E R T H E R. So if you buy his artwork, are you buying Werther's originals? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Right. I had to. <laughs> Every day. The, the colorist, the colorist is, is, is ribbon candy. <laughs> how, how does Nancy put, put up with this day in and day out? She ignores me. I wonder she's got to go on vacations by herself. Uh, Explain to wine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> anyway, I think the art in this book is outstanding. Huh? I like the setting. Huh. Um, personally, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to go down the supernatural route, even though it's called the He Who Fights with Monsters. When it was, when I realized it was a war book, I was hoping it was just going to be a war book. But it's a war book with monsters in it, even though we haven't necessarily seen them yet. Um, I'm very much looking forward to reading the rest of this, and. Um, I give this, I'd have to just give this the middle of the ground right now. So that would be four average, right? So I'm even four for right now, although I really want to give it a five um, because it's because I feel like it wasn't really a full comic. Mm-hmm. They gave me like seven, they gave me seven pages of a different comic at the end. Right. Um, I would well, like to give it, give, it five, give it four and a half because of the cover. I'd give it a five because of the cover. I love the, I love the cover. Oh yeah. So I'll give it a four and a half. Something an unheard of, an unheard of new thing. We give it a four and a half. Give it a four <laughs> and a shard. <laughs> a four and a shard. I like that. Crystal shard. With that, gentlemen, are my comics to review this month. All right, good, good stuff. Good stuff. I like it. All right, Paul. Why don't you go ahead? Thanks, buddy. My first one. I don't know if you heard of the company. Oh, hey, it's it that new one you like, Marble. <laughs> <laughs> My Is it Speedball? I hope it's Speedball. It's not Speedball. It's, uh, I don't know if you can see, it's the Eternals Forever. Ooh, I haven't read that one yet, but I really like the Eternals comic right now. Right. I haven't read that it's, one either. It's a one-shot. Oh, okay. The writer is, is Ralph Macchio. No, it's not Ralph Macchio. It's it, it's not it the Karate Kid. It's not the Karate Kid, kid yeah. It's yeah, Ralph Macchio, who, who used to be an editor at Marvel. 
You know, the funny thing is, is the second I said it, I remembered about the other guy. And I was like, oh, I sound like an ass now. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll just assume you were doing a a dad joke like me. Actually, I think I think he's he pronounces his name Ralph Macchio to be, you know, to separate himself from from the karate kid. Well, then it's Ralph Macchio. Um, The artist is is that guys. I don't see it. It's um, Ramon F. Bach, B-A-C-H-S. And the colorist is. Rochelle Rosenberg. Rochelle Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> nice Seinfeld reference. <laughs> it's almost like St. Victoria Victoria. <laughs> so yeah. The um da, 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 da. Ooh, He's the color. That last one was the colorist because the guy the uh, Ramon Fox did the inks too. And the letterer is VC's Joe Kemper. He does everything. Mm-hmm. Right? He's the best. Caramanga. We know who he's talking about. He does everything. Joe Caramanga, who is friends of one of my other podcasts. Aha. I feel like at this point we should meet this guy. He letters everything. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Maybe. uh, Maybe I could arrange something. That's a good thought. I'll see what I can do. That'll be pretty cool. He, I think. All right. So, what pretty much the plot of this is Icarus is flying around the sky. All right. As you do. And some of the some of the deviants was able to knock him out of the sky with some kind some type of beam, like a particle beam. Mm, it's always a beam, mm. and it takes him. Takes them to their their city and presents them to to their head honcho, and he decides that he they're gonna put a chip in him. Ooh, like a puppy. Right. <laughs> and set him free, and he's gonna go back to Olympia, and it's pretty much it's pretty much a get in, you know. Oh, is uh, it so they can get in there? And then get in there and then start wiping them out for the most part. Um, they had, I want to say they had, they showed other, other Eternals that we haven't read about. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, her name, right. She's almost, she's like the trickster. She's like the Loki of the yeah. Eternals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, re- if you were reading the Eternals when that came out, Oh, like a year ago. That's she's in that whole thing. Um, and then uh, they had the forgotten one is the Gilmash. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he, we will. Didn't they have on the Avengers back in the early nineties? Yeah, a lot of a lot of the Eternals were Avengers. Gilgamesh was an Eternal. Mm-hmm. Icarus, I don't think was. Cersei was for sure. Yeah, Cersei was at the same time as Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Uh, well, she's been on it a couple different times, too. He was only there for a couple issues. It still counts. <laughs> had, where they had um, Mr. Fantastic and, and uh, Sue, uh, the Invisible Girl, as mm. Avengers 2 with uh, the U.S. agent. And then they had yeah. Gilgamesh and the other one. Cersei? 
Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah, they had the Overlord or whatever his name is. Looks like he's he's like a bluish gray skin. Show me his picture. Can you see that? Oh, it's a deviant. Right, it's the head deviant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he's like he's guy. I thought the head deviant guy's name began with an M. Um, I can't remember everybody's name. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Hold on, give me a minute. That's who the G. J is G H A U R. It's a crazy deviant name. Yep. And he's a priest. He's a priest lord. So anyway, he, you know, put a tracker on him. Take him to the lab, put a tracker on him so they can set him free and follow him. So along the way, back they release him. He wakes up, starts going back with no with no memory mm-hmm. of this happening. So actually, I lie, all right. They do the thing, and as as they're waiting for uh, to get clearance so they can send him send him on his way, mm-hmm. he wakes up prematurely. He pretty much fights his way out, but he doesn't know he has the op. He had the operation, mm-hmm. so he fights, fights his way out. He gets to a certain, certain far, to a point, and then he crashes because he's not a hundred percent. That's where he meets Sprite, and they have like a little conversation. Where was Coke? Like, you know, <laughs> Coke's not around, dude. <laughs> 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 Every day, because <laughs> I guess Sprite has a has the ability to uh, illusions. Yeah, she does illusions and a bunch of other stuff. So she illusions herself as Icarus's partner, uh-huh. and then he's about to kiss her, and then she shows her shows his true form, her true form, and then as Coke, him, you know, Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> he was, you know, he was, you know, you're all right. You're, you're pretty much a, a heart and soul. So you got to trudge on. I would say. What sprite says that to Icarus, or Icarus says that to yeah. Sprite? Sprite says that to Icarus. Yeah. Okay. Saying, you know, you're gonna be all right because you're a heart and soul. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> so he keeps going back. So he keeps. And he's having, he has a flashback of what, um, he lands, he lands, and this time he doesn't crash, he lands on his own, and he stops at a grave. He's having a flashback of his little boy he had, I guess. No, he doesn't have any, he, um, Eternals can't have kids. Um, so it might be the kid from the other series that he, he bonded with a young kid that died, so it might be that kid. Oh right! Okay, yeah. maybe that's what it is. The kid, the kid had like makeshift wings because the kid wanted to learn how to fly like Icarus, mm-hmm. and it shows. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see? Nope. Like, a little bit. Um, can you see where my finger is? Yeah. That panel shows him fighting like a werewolf dude, or um, yeah. Huh? It shows shows him talking to a kid. About, you know, someday, you know, you learn patience or we'll teach you how to fly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I want to fly now. So behind Icarus's back, I guess, I don't know if he took like a, 
set of wings or whatever. He try, you know, he's trying to learn how to fly on his own. Mm-hmm. And he flew up too high. It's pretty much like what Icarus, the real Icarus, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I get it. You get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. He flew too high, his wings burned. Uh, mythology. Right. Bummer. But he, then he fell to Earth and he died. He just ran out of oxygen. He went up too high. He didn't catch on fire or anything. Oh, he yeah, because there's no high. oxygen. Right. So <laughs> he crashed and he died. Yeah. In a comic world where where gods gods run run amok, we can't have we can't have fire in space. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it's pretty much, it's pretty much standing by the graveyard saying, "You know, I wish I was there to save you. I could have saved you." And there's a figure coming from behind him, and it turns out to be Gilgamesh. Yes, it's Gilgamesh. I was going to say that. Looks like him. May have a conversation, saying, "Well, whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't know who's the um the lead the the leader of Zurus, the, the girl. Oh, the girl for what? The Eternals? Yeah. So unless they change leadership, Zurus was a leader. Um, well, well, she would be like the queen, wouldn't she? The golden girl, the golden with the spear. Yeah, Athena. That's not Athena. Yeah, it's, it's Athena. Because everybody, everybody's basically named after gods, even though they're not, they're not those gods, but they were named after him. Right. right. While he's having, while him and, and Gilgamesh is going back to Olympia, the um, the deviant prince lord uh, lord is building, is getting his troops ready to invade, and he ends up giving them this big spiel. They all start chanting, "Kill death to the Eternals! Death to the Eternals!" Mm-hmm. Um, he cuts away again to Olympia, where Athena is fighting, was like sparring with um. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, his name is Joe. Yep, <laughs> Joe. It's not important. Let's move on. Doctor Pepper. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's uh, she's sparring with Ransack the Reject. I don't know who that is. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They rescued him and some other one brought him to Olympia. So they're sparring and they're sparring and then like um, Icarus and Gilgamesh are still, you know, you know, small talk or whatever. And then the deviants just like pop in with their sparring and then mm-hmm. like I don't know how they got in here. Why didn't our alarms go off? So it was um, the chip is pretty much like a um, how do you want like a, a disruptor? It'd be like it's a home. disruptor that yeah. was uh, you know the alarms were going off. That's what they implanted. So a big battle ensues. Um, eventually the the internals band together, drive them off, and they um they unleash Gilgamesh and. Arrakis, Icarus, Bond, at the same well, at the same time they do like that ritual for that mind. The Unimind. The Unimind, <clears throat> and it drives them back. And that's how they're able to get rid of them. And then Sprite 
spray does like a scan, a more thorough scan of of Icarus. Mm-hmm. And she detects she detects the um the chest. Yeah, and able to remove it. So that's how that ends. It's just a one shot, though, right? Yes. Is it good? Because beyond the, the the series that they did, the writer was I feel the writer was better. The art was really really good. And then the the one shots that they did after that, because they did two other one shots that were directly following up that series. They did one about Thanos and one about I think yeah. one about Athena. And then this one came out. Right. So I just I just want to I just hope that Marvel kind of keeps the theme going because I really liked what they did with that miniseries. Mm. I, have- I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be an ongoing series, but I don't know. What the Eternals? Yeah, because they they kind of finished that main story arc, and then they went to then they and then they kind of stopped it, and they did these one shots. The one on Thanos is really good. They talk about how he's a celestial, and he's not a true celestial, but he's got he's his father was mentor who was a celestial, so that lets him oh, yeah. go places right. that the, the celestials can only go. Like a demi demi celestial. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, I I liked it. It added more. It added more. You know, I learned more characters. I learned more about the history of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm glad it's a one shot because some of the stuff is you know, I had to stop and reread it because it was, you know, mm-hmm. it's really it is. I mean, they they've been alive since the dawn of time, and they're 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 tied so tightly in with mythology that a lot of they, they go back and they talk about that a lot did you read any of the old stuff did you read any of the kirby stuff or any of the other stuff that came out um i got some of i got a couple of the trade trade people but you know the collected yeah um they had a one shot they had a one shot that came out before that the current yeah i know what you're talking about so that had stuff in it i, I read that so what do you give this one for a score then? I give it a three. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, liked, I liked it, but it was kind of yeah flat. Yeah, sounded a little. It was less than average. It sounds it. The story sounds like it's just the story. The story sounds like it's a oh, let's just go fight and then that's it. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> uh, I mean, why you know to me it's like there's got to be another purpose of getting in there mm. just so you know fight. All right, Seems then. Like the fight was more of a distraction. What else you got? I flip it over my shoulder, but it's a marvel. <laughs> we gotta yeah. give them a chance. We gotta give the newcomers a chance. My sure, other sure. one is DC. Just kidding. No DC. No DC. What? It's from a company. It's a independent. You can definitely tell this is our Halloween episode. <laughs> Yep, it's AWA Upshot. That's Upshot's the, the name of the company. That's yep, the company. See it? Yeah. Can you, you show me the title? What's the title? It's called Out. Out. Can you move it a little bit? Yeah. Hold on. It's there just go. out. Huh? No, no, you're good. <laughs> good. It's just out. O U T. That's O-U-T. interesting. That's right. Paul, do you see it? Can you like zoom in on the staple? <laughs> no, we can't really see it. That's <laughs> wrong. Uh, All right. So give us a team. Give us a creative team. Creative team is. Don't tell me they didn't. Probably in the back of the book. 
Hold on a minute. They had to hit it like they do with every other book. Yeah. I know, right? It should be a law that they have All to right. put it like in the front. The name is Rob Williams. Rob Williams. Yep. I'm, I'm assuming he's, he's the writer because he's the first one. Mm-hmm. Then Will Conrad. Then Marco Lesko. Will Conrad, probably the artist. Marco Lesko, probably the colorist, I'm guessing. And this one is, it's only, it's a um, limited limited series. It's one of five, but it, cool. it takes place during World War II. Ooh. Mm. But instead of a golem, you got a vampire. Ah, interesting. It, what it is, they were bringing, the uh, Nazis were bringing in like a caravan of prisoners to a, uh, um, to a castle that they occupied of um, British and American, British and American and um, probably France um, prisoners of war, and a couple of them were making were given this one prisoner. Uh, sorry, a couple of the prisoners were given another prisoner grief, saying that he was a spy because he was. He was like one of those Navajo wind talkers. Yeah. Okay. That, that do all the, all the languages and stuff. Right. Yeah. The guy. Well, I heard him talking talking to the Nazis in German, and and the guy just sits there and he go he just lets it go, and there's like a new like a new recruit that got pulled in, and they kind of start talking and he kind of takes him under his wing, because there's another guy that was like a like a bully, you know, typical freaking. You don't do it my way, blah blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they sat. They get they get brought up to to this castle. They have these these panels of like like from the Parliament of crosses with like makeshift. I don't know how they did, they didn't have the technology back then, but they look like satellites almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. behind latched behind the crosses. Almost like like um, like a satellite for whatever reason. Um, so they're so they go up to the um, they go up to the castle. Mm-hmm. Find out that they got they got a um like a, like a coffin in the castle's chapel. It's like under the floorboards. They open up the floorboards and then you see a coffin there. And they they sat and they sat up this um procedure. They're basically raising they're raising the vampire mm-hmm. to be like the their ultimate um weapon of destruction, you wanna say? Mm-hmm. They got that's why they brought in that's why they brought in all those prisoners so they can, you know feed the vampire. Feed the vampire, but they but they've already been working on it on making they started making tunnels so they can get out. The prisoners, right? Okay. I mean, they were bringing in more. You say they were bringing in more prisoners. They had prisoners there to begin with, and they, you know, sorry, we're going to start. So the old ones that were there pulling the recruits and say, we got this going on. We're gonna need your help if we're all gonna get the help out of here. Mm-hmm. 
So whatever happens, happens. So, and they're like, you got to be in by a certain time, by curfew or whatever. The Nazis said, you know, a certain time, nobody's allowed outside for whatever reason. So the, the wind walker is like, you know what, I'm going out just to get some fresh air. They, when they put them all in the bunk, you got you know, you're going to have the bully in that thing. And you're like, I want to step out of here before I, you know, punch you out or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't need to step outside. And they were talking about when they introduced each other, there was a colonel from the British Airmen. He's pretty much the leader of, you know, the, the acting rank officer there, highest one. So he took charge. There's one an American that's like from the the engineering corps, mm-hmm. so he's built, you know doing the tunnels. So the wind walker goes out to get some fresh air, and then somebody come out from behind him, which is the engineer guy. <clears throat> and I know it can be tough, you know. Don't listen to don't listen to him. He's just a bunch of hot air, giving mm-hmm. him the whole thing, right? You know space or whatever we will be and near the end of the story yeah let me show you can you see that mm-hmm. the eyes widened yeah and when you turn the page can you see that no not even a little bit nope. yeah it's a monster it's oh, a monster no. and he he like just took out the one of the major guys that doing the that building tunnel to get out of here. Yeah. Get out of there. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a, um, a review of this book on while you're talking about it. And people are describing it as it's this combination of a monster story and the great escape. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yep. And then it leaves it, it leaves right there. Hey, it just stops. That's, that's cool. Seems like that I'd want to read. Right. Well, a lot of really, really beautiful covers. There's a there's a bunch of different different variant yeah. covers that they have out there for it. Um, and then after they do uh, letters from the creators on like on like why they why they wanted to do this book, you know, they think the the outtake put them from the writer, the artist. The artist they've had a couple of pics of uh, of the artist concepts. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like it when I do that. Yeah. And then, see, I'm sitting on the floor. I really can't get the. Get the no, right I can see it. So, what do we give this book for a rating then? Um, I give it a four. I'm not a four. Sorry, I give it a five. Wow. It's above I like it. Stop it. Well, try and read. So you. It is sure. <laughs> you're gonna keep reading it. Yes. Cool. I'll read it to the end. <laughs> All right. Nice. We've been we've been on a, a pretty good roll here. Yep. And then I had a third one, but I didn't get to it. That's okay. Maybe the next is the um the Infernals. Infernal mm. from Marvel. Oh, Inferno. Inferno. I read that. I liked oh. it a lot. Was it good? So yeah. I so all I'm gonna it. say, sorry, Paul. All I'm gonna say is, I I read. House of X and Powers of Ten, mm-hmm. and then I read like the first issue for a couple of the spinoffs of it when they went and they, they kind of relaunched the X Verse. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
but I didn't follow any of those books, and I didn't I didn't read any of that crap, and I didn't well, I don't want to call it crap. I didn't read any of that stuff, and right. I also didn't I also didn't read the gala, and I also didn't read the mm-hmm. trial of Magneto. Oh yeah, but Inferno, Inferno, you I, don't need you don't need to have read any of that. Oh it no, ties kidding. in directly to powers of tenants. Yeah, cool. I read I read with the powers in the the house like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only title I read after that was the um. Marauders. What what book? Excalibur. Oh, I thought you read Marauders. Excalibur. That was my one of my least favorite ones. <laughs> I've been I read I've been reading a few of the X Men books since then, and uh, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are meh. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're all perfectly fine comics i just was like eh, i don't want to go back into the x-verse that much mm. but yeah. i was really excited when inferno came out and i'm very happy that i didn't feel like i was missing anything because it was just i can't wait to read it it just went right back to references and stuff i read i mean i am reading the trial of magneto i have that i haven't read it yet well, all right yeah but i saw the i saw it and i figured i'd pick it up and give it a shot mm-hmm the other I mean, I don't know if it's even important in the Infernal storyline, but I know that the mutants are now stationed in space and stuff. So, mm. yeah, don't they have don't, don't they have like a, a like a base on Mars? Yeah, they set up they set up a, a Krakoa pod on Mars, and so they're there now. Because is Storm in charge of that? I think so, but that's none of that stuff was important in Inferno. Inferno, all you need to know is mutants can resurrect. Destiny is dead. More, more of a tag. It does not want destiny to come back to life. Nope. Destiny came back to life. That's it. Spoiler. Mm. <laughs> more of a tag. It is dead sense. That, like, like, like she goes to Magneto and Xavier and says, destiny cannot come back to life. She has to be totally erased from the matrix in every way, shape or form. And they're like, all right. And then destiny shows up. Hey guys, I'm still here. <laughs> all right. Can I get to my review now? <laughs> Can I get a what, 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 what? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I only have one book to review for this episode. It's one book more than you had. It's one book more than you had last time. Very true. And I'm about to blow your minds, gentlemen. Are you ready for this? Please tell me it's a DC book. I am. My one book to review this month is from DC Comics. Okay, I'm out. DC versus the Vampires. Oh, what a piece of trash. Why'd you have to buy that? <laughs> For a minute, I thought maybe. <laughs> maybe. How do you really feel? <laughs> did you read it, Dario? I did not read it, so it could be very good. I'm eager to hear your review. So, DC versus Vampires is a twelve issue series. The uh, the um, ambitious, the, the maxi series there. Um, and one of the reasons I got it is because the cover shows Batman and Green Arrow fighting a horde of vampires. Mm-hmm. They were not in this issue. I would well, actually, Batman was at the end. But so anyway, Batman's got to be in <laughs> so this book is basically a, what, what? Yeah. this book is basically about the 
vampire known as I Vampire, Andrew Bennett, who is making his way to the Justice League, the Hall of Justice, where he is being chased by someone and attacked. Um, he gets hit by a car, gets exposed to sunlight, and is burning, and he gets picked up by Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. And when he awakens in bed in the Hall of Justice, he says, I need to talk to the Justice League. And Green Lantern says, well, right now I'm the only one here. And he says, no, I need to talk to everybody. And Green Lantern says, they're all out in space, so you got me. So he says, okay. <laughs> and he begins telling Green Lantern, oh, you know what? I just realized I forgot to do the creative team. <laughs> Let me do that real quick. Real quick. Let me find it. Maybe, it, maybe it's a what if. It's gonna be DC versus versus the uh, vampires. Because think about it, it's not all, in continuity. I think it's in Elseworlds. Hal Jordan, James Tyron, Tyron the Fourth. Yep, written by James Tinney in the Fourth and Matthew Rosenberg. Art, colors, and cover by Otto Schmidt. Letters by I can't even read that one. Tom Marautano. Sure. <clears throat> so, as I said, I vampire Andrew Bennett, he comes to the Hall of Justice looking for help from the Justice League because he tells Green Lantern this tale that the current queen of the vampires, who has been keeping the vampires from attacking humanity, has been murdered. And Andrew Bennett uh, does some detective work to find out who murdered the Queen of Vampires, which leads him to the Hall of Injustice. I mean, uh, the Legion of Doom. I, uh, I was like, about to say the Hall yeah, of Justice. Yeah, I, like, I was like, what? No. <laughs> the well, Legion- there is a Hall of Injustice because there's an Injustice League, too. Yeah, but that's a whole different... Anyway, so... He, 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 what? The Injustice League, that's Earth 2, isn't it? Yeah. Well, now, nowadays it could be whatever they want. Yeah, no, no. All right. Yeah. So, oh, which is why this is probably... Anyway, so he goes to the Legion of Doom to discover that they've all been murdered. Uh, But then he finds Lex Luthor beaten up, missing an arm, and dying. Lex Luthor um, tells Bennett that he was killed by vampires, and he gives him a syringe filled with his own blood. Lex Luthor's blood. And tells him to give it to the Justice League and they'll know what to do, I guess. So that is what led to what I said. How chivalrous of Lex Luthor to give him the answer Indeed. So that they already need that they don't even know what to do with it. Indeed, they don't know what to do. So <clears throat> that is uh, Andrew Bennett tells him then that he winds up. You know, he gets chased by some vampires and he winds up here at the Justice League and he needs help from the Justice League. But only Hal Jordan is there or is he because all of a sudden who walks into the room? But uh, Zan from the Wonder Twins. Amazing. I hope he dies. (laughs) And and uh, Hal Jordan says, oh, well, you know, I mean, yeah, he's here, but 
you know, he's not really Justice League material. So, you know. Junior Justice League. Junior just yeah. So. Hey, he's not even ready yet. Yeah, no kidding. So, then uh, Hal Jordan is questioning Bennett, saying, you know, do you have any evidence? Do you have any proof of this? You know, do you, you know, anything you can show us? And he, he says, Bennett says, no, I don't have any actual proof. So, uh, Hal Jordan says, oh, that's good. And he uses his ring to grab Zan. Uh, and then in the next panel, you see suddenly Hal Jordan smiling. And guess what? He has fangs braces braces. (laughs) he has braces (laughs) so it looks like the vampires have gotten to hal jordan and he is one of them so the first thing hal jordan does is kill zan and then a pail of water (laughs) he uses uh he uses his the ring to save he he uh he uses his ring to bind up Andrew Bennett and then he burns him with his ring, which I didn't know he could do. He turned his ring. The original Green Lantern. Yeah. The original Green Lantern could do that. The mm. Golden Age one. So yep. yeah. Yeah, he turned his he kinda uses his ring to make a little mini sun. Which I guess makes sense. He just needs the UV light. <clears throat> but then um so he kills them. He gets rid of their blood and body and everything. Burns up. Burns Bennett into ash. Then Aquaman walks in and he said that Batman called a team meeting. And then he's like, um, <laughs> Green Lantern said he ate something that made him not feel well. So he was just kind of cleaning up. And then they go, all right, let's go to the meeting. And Aquaman goes, wow, it's really dusty in here. then we cut (laughs) then we cut to the bat cave that night where batman is greeted by alfred after a night out and alfred says somebody stopped by to give you something um but we don't know who it is and it turns out that what they gave alfred to give to batman is the vial of lex luthor's blood with a note from andrew bennett and that's uh, the end of issue one. So it looks like, you know, there's going to be a war between the vampires and DC, the superheroes. Yeah. No, it could be fun, depending on what they do. Like it I, could be. It could I really be. like their zombies. I don't know if you read DC's tonight. But DC's I, I read, amazing. yeah, a little of it. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I, I'm going to give that issue a straight four. You know, it set everything up. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Um, the artwork wasn't my favorite, but it was passable. Yeah. So, yeah, I give that one a four. So, can we, good. there we go. Can we go back a minute? Huh? Can we go back a minute to Zan's death? You know, uh, oh, the one time his power is to do, transform into any form of water. Right? He needs his sister to do it, though. Yeah, he can't, he do, can't it do it without, without his sister. All right, because I was gonna say the one time he can use use his water ability, why can't he just turn into a bunch of holy water? Yeah, I don't know if that would work and wipe them out. 
No, you can't just become holy water. Yeah. But it's he, okay to become water. That's feasible. Well, right. You can't feet, but you have to be you have to be blessed to, to become listen, holy water. Catholic boy. Listen, Catholic boy. <laughs> A priest blesses water, it becomes holy water, correct? Yeah. Huh? You get a priest to bless Zan, you got your holy water. Sounds like a joke. So, yeah. Zan, <laughs> a priest, and a drunk walk into a bar. That's, that's how the joke starts. Only one walks out. <laughs> but then, also, well, I, I, my joke is going to be Captain, Captain Fishstick walks in. Oh, Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> So basically, Zan's pretty much useless without his sister around. So there you go. Um, yeah. So that's it for our reviews for this evening. Uh, we started out very strong, and then you know mine was just eh, average, but that's okay. I'm not sure if I'm gonna if I'm gonna read more of that book or not. Twelve issues is a commitment for a book. Twelve <laughs> issues is a commitment. Yes, and this isn't. Um, twelve issues. This isn't the Adam Strange book that that was, you know, really good. Right. And the other thing too is that the uh, the DC's books were were not twelve issues. I mean, right, there were yeah. maybe four or six at the most, and then they took a break, and then they did another one, and they took a break, and they did another one. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if I'm ready to commit myself to twelve issues of that. <laughs> That's a year if it's a monthly book. Yeah, exactly. That's if you're still in business by end of the year. Mm. Oh, they will be. God. Sure. Sayer of nay. It's not like it's not like they're <laughs> Marvel who's just starting out. Right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we can't compare them to the long term heroes like Valiant or <laughs> Valiant. Is it called Defiant? The guys who did Plaza? Oh, I don't want Warriors of Plasm. Yeah. I don't I have a I have a bad history with Warriors of Plasm. I don't you know, <laughs> you know that story, right? I had the binder and all the cards. What? So the year that that book came out, whatever year that was, I don't remember. Uh me and my buddy, you know, John Dowse. Do you remember John Dowse, Dario? Yeah, I know he yeah. And and my other friend Min, we went to a comic book convention, uh, one of the small ones, uh-huh. you know, and we're going around and we're looking at books and stuff and I, we're going through long boxes. I pull out a book called Warriors of Plasm. I'm like, oh, that's a, that looks interesting. And my friend Min goes, oh yeah, I read that. You should get that. It's really good. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> so then, you know, we're walking around, more time passes, and I'm looking through some more long boxes and I I see Warriors of Plasm number one, and Min goes, oh, that's a good book. You should get that. And I'm like, don't I already have it? And he's like, no, no, you didn't get it. So that happened five times. So I bought five copies of Warriors of Plasm number one. I need to meet this person. I think we would get along just fine. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that book is not worth the paper it was printed on. <laughs> so I I don't even know. I think I got rid of my copies, but anyway. So yeah, that so, that that book has a you know? Huh? What's that? What company? 
Defiant. Defiant, yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway. It was, uh, it was Jim Shooter's company. After he left after he left Diane, he started Defiant. Yes. And, he, and I, I thought it was I thought it was issue one, but maybe it was a zero issue. But the first issue that came out, you had to you had to buy packs of cards Ugh. and then get the whole set of cards. And then you got a binder to put the cards in. And then right. that's how you read that that was the first comic. Oh jeez. Yeah, forget that. One of them money and somehow they figured out that was the way to do it. Yeah. The sad part is is that it's probably a rare book. And if someone has it, they could probably sell it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't still have it, do you? I did. I threw it away years ago. <laughs> if I still had it, I would actively figure out how to sell it. Yeah, really. I'll be like, oh, it's just so rare. You had to keep all these cards. I'd write up this whole description about how hard it is. Good luck finding the set today. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, there's our there. So that that company did wrong for both of us. (laughs) All right. Um. So let's that's so as I said, that's it for reviews, and we're not doing our off the shelf this week. But we do have a couple of things we want to talk about. Um. In the uh visual medium movies and tvs and such so uh let's start off with talking about the what if series on disney plus and before we start oh spoiler alert we may spoil some stuff so here we go um what if finally ended all nine episodes came out uh i've seen them all dario you've seen them all um Paul, you still haven't seen like the last uh, the last episode. Correct. So, but that's okay. Um, so, what did you guys think? I loved it. I thought the animation was good. I had a lot of problem. I had a lot of problems with it, but I did like it. I did like it a lot. Okay. Like, I didn't run home every week to watch the episode, but I made sure to watch it every week. Right. What do you think, Paul? Um, I loved some of the episodes. Some of them I I could care less. Mm. It's like I'm like with Davio. I didn't run home to right. watch them. I watched when I had a chance. Uh, um, yeah. In all the Disney Plus stuff, it was on the weaker half. Like, yes. Yes, I. Agree. I'm gonna mix it in. I'm gonna mix. I'm gonna mix it in with all the live action stuff. You had WandaVision, and then what came out after one? So uh, Wizard, not Wizard, bleh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Yeah. And then this, right? So those are the only three Marvel things that have come out so far. Hawkeye's next, I think, right? Right. Okay. Did you mention Loki? So out of those three, I didn't Loki. mention Loki. So it was so Falcon, yeah. so Soldier, Loki, and What If? Right. Okay. I I feel that it was God. I'm gonna a lot of flack for this. I feel like What If was better than Loki. So mm. the order of what I like stuff would have been, would have been One Division, Falcon, Winter Soldier. What if and Loki? That's the order of the stuff I liked. Oh, oh my! <laughs> I so I liked what if, but I also found it disappointing in a lot of ways. Um, and I don't honestly, I don't know if I would put it above Loki. <sighs> well, Loki did something. Loki did something in the way of setting up Kang. Yeah, so that's important. Right, yeah. So maybe I'll boost that. Maybe I'll move Loki back up because the only thing that what if is going to do is 
rumor has it, Captain Carter will be will become live action at some point. Yeah, so. which was one of my least favorite episodes. <laughs> I like the I, character, but I didn't so either. This is the yeah. thing: is all these what if, all these what if episodes are doing what they should do? They're focusing on the movies. Now it's not what I want because I want what if right to to be like the comic I read. Mm-hmm. Right. And what it's it's only it's only dipping into the movie. So and right. a lot of it is just retelling the movie almost almost shot by shot and going, Oh, but instead of instead of Thor it was Loki or whatever. You know right. what I mean? And he only made one change. Instead of having right. you know, peanut yes. put a sandwich, he had an orange. <laughs> <laughs> right. I yeah, I think that I think I think you nailed it there. I think that's what I was a little disappointed about. It could have been a chance to bring in even some new characters and such, but Right. No, I liked I liked the Watcher's character. Yeah, I did too. And I liked the I liked the the finale, the two part finale. I thought it was really, really, really good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Although even- you know, the Thor episode was kind of a throwaway. The Thor episode was always just a throwaway. I didn't like. But, I didn't really care for the Thor episode. Yeah, it was funny, but that's all it was. It was just in there to be funny. Yeah. Um. And and the the finale, the two part finale, like you said, there were things like when when they. Well, first of all, there's a couple of things that I didn't like about it. One, I didn't like the way that Ultron just took out Thanos in like two seconds. That was kind of lame. Yeah, that was quick. It's like it's like Thanos shows up and Ultron's like die. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Um, and then yeah, that's what that's what Ultron would have done because Ultron's a machine. You know what I'm saying? He's, yeah, but but we're talking about Thanos. threat and he eliminates Reynolds. But we're talking about Thanos first of all, and second of all, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. So Thanos, was, Thanos had almost. Every stone. He, he well, I don't actually, yes, yeah, right, he had almost right, every yep. stone. So, how is he just gonna let a you know, let go out like a chump like that? Um, and it's just little things like that that really kind of bothered me the most. Somewhere, and then, where one of the writers I think wrote a wrote uh, an article about why Ultron was able to kill Thanos like that, but I didn't even bother looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> if you need to explain it, if you need to explain it to me outside of this, I don't need to, right? Then that's bad storytelling yeah and then like there was a scene where they were running from ultron and dr strange brought in all the zombies and yeah dumped them on ultron and then brought in the scarlet witch zombie and i wanted to see more of that because i think the scarlet witch zombie was really cool and i think she was very underused in both in that episode and the zombie episode yeah like you know, when when the Hulk went after her, I would have loved to have seen that fight between her and the Hulk. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed I, with the zombie episode, yeah. too, overall. Yeah, I was, too. You know, they actually, they had to, they had to skip an episode. You knew about that, right? Yeah. There's going to be a whole episode with Iron Man being yep. trapped in Sakaar, yep. and they dropped that one. Yeah, which they have a Lego set based on it, and then they had... <laughs> <laughs> they they had the Gamora from okay. that episode I, I in the finale. What? I'm like, okay, maybe that's the maybe that's the last episode. You know of the you know 
the one containing Iron Man, I thought that was the last one because I haven't seen it. And then now that you said that they skipped it. Yeah, they skipped and, it. And then they went ahead and made the toy anyway. Yeah, and put it in, and put the Gamora from that episode in the finale. Mm. And it's they're not they're going to show it in season two, I believe they said. Yeah, that's what they said. I guess they already have a full season already written, but mm. it's not going to be out for another year because they're going to animate it. I think. I think overall, I just feel like you know, being a fan of the comic and some of the crazy stuff they've done in the comic, I just felt like it was kind of the series was kind of tame. It was super tame because it, what ifs everybody dies. Yeah, like, the like like there are multiple deaths in every what if story, and if it doesn't end in the end of the universe, it ends with at least fifty or so major characters <laughs> being killed. Or right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm more. Uh, I'm like I agree with both of you guys. On one, I like to see more newer characters mm. on the comics introduced. That'd be a great way okay. to do it, but they right. can't. I have, a, I have a theory, too, but you guys keep talking. Yeah, because it's something to do with the licensing. Right. Mm. Uh, um, like, I would love to see I would love to see a story with the Silver Surfer. Yeah. Right, yeah, of course. And Adam, and Adam Warlock. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know Adam Warlock's going to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yep. Right. Um, my favorite, I would have to say, the, my favorite episode from the What If would have to be the Doctor Strange. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. He kept, he had to keep going back. That was, that was, that was pretty much the best one. And also reinforced how terrible Doctor Strange is as a wizard in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was the darkest episode he's, too. No, he's a good character. But he's, yeah. So this is my theory. First of all, Spider-Man No Way Home. We know he's going into multiple alternate realities and all that stuff. And we mm-hmm. know that. Dr. Octopus and Green Goblin and Sandman and basically a Sinister Six is going to be in the movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, so theory number one is is that they're going to be they're going to be another offshoot of the movies we've already seen. So it's not going to be like, well, how come Green Goblin's still alive and how come right, you know, Dr. Right. Octopus is still alive or not? You know, or not become a hero and all that stuff. Right. I think they're just going to say this is another alternate reality where those guys didn't die. I also feel like. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be older versions of their characters so they can look their age and mm. not have to worry about that. Right. And then I was thinking about it last night and I was like, what if, what if, what if? So imagine what, imagine they bring the fantastic four in. Ooh. Not by, not by, not by like saying, okay, these characters exist in the MCU. They go into space. They get, they get a radiative of cosmic rays and here they are what if like they just come bursting into the universe and they're like we're the fantastic four bitches we've been exploring the multiverse for years <laughs> actually i kind of like that and they just hang out they're just like we're from an alternate universe <laughs> i could totally go for that that would be cool yeah and then even more so what if and this is going to blow your mind, guys. What if they had a Fantastic Four from the comics and they legitimately say the comics are an alternate reality? Yeah. Uh, hold up like a comic book. That, that would be awesome. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Things I, things I think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <just> right. 
brilliant. All right. Well, um, <laughs> anything else you want to discuss about what if before we move on? No, I think I covered everything I did to say. What was your least? What was your least favorite episode? Um, the Thor one. The tie between the zombie one and Thor one. Yeah. The zombie one was so disappointing. I was so looking zombie forward to it. Was very disappointing. And I wasn't happy with the way they handled vision nope. or the levity that they put in that. Yes. Episode. You don't. You know, I, I, I'm Ant Man. I'm a severed Ugh, head. I hated that. I'm sorry. I feel like I would, I would be a little depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, would be a little I know, depressed. right? Severed. And and I feel like they only put Spider Man in there just for the jokes. Yeah, right. Um, I would have to say my least one was the one with uh, where they picked up where they picked up T'Challa. Oh yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. That one. The one where he he became Star Lord. You didn't like that one. Man, I love that one. I thought that one was great. And it I gave, thought it was okay. It gave me so much hope that they would do a Howard the Duck Rising. <laughs> you're not the like, only literally, one. I, I know you're laughing, but I was like, man, they I know. do a freaking Howard the Duck cartoon. I watch They were supposed to. All day long. They were that supposed was, to be one. The highlight. Seeing Howard the Duck was, was the highlight of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Hopefully season two will will be better. We'll see. Oh, if they reform, if they reform the uh, Guardians of the Multiverse, then definitely put Howard on that team. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if well, if when when what if season two comes out, we'll have already gone through the Spider Man and the, I think the Doctor Strange multiverse. Oh yeah, madness. that's not coming out. Until, I don't. I don't think it's coming out until either late twenty twenty two or early twenty twenty three. So we'll have already been the knee deep in at that point. Yeah. So hopefully they can expand more. All right. So what were you guys planning on going to see the eternal? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that movie. Ah, I'm, I want to see it, but I'm a little concerned right now. Hopefully it'll be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You guys keep talking. I just have to use the restroom for a minute. I'll be right back. Are you going to see it? I'd like to, but I mean, I don't want to go by myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe we can go together. Maybe the three of us us can go. Maybe. Like our first official Marvel movie review. Ooh, I like that idea. Hmm. Yeah, we might. We'll have to discuss it with Dario. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I just started. I just started reading, well, started rereading Daredevil, and um, I don't know. I'm <laughs> on the fence with it. Really? Yeah. I mean, everyone's saying, you know, this book is so great, and blah, blah, blah. Won so many awards in the past few years, and I'm like, mm. okay, whatever. But I will give you, I would say, I, I would say that a Marvel, I would say that a Marvel comic book a mediocre Marvel comic book is 10 times better than a DC blockbuster right now. Wow. <laughs> I agree with that statement. 
I agree. No, I'm looking forward to the Batman, but I do agree with that statement. Yeah, um, I, think I kind lot, of agree too. A lot of people, don't, a lot of regular people, don't even know who the Eternals are. But here's the other thing: before I even go down that rabbit hole, a lot of people didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, and that movie did really, really well. Right. So right. maybe the 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 only I think the thing going against it is. If they're going to lean heavy in the Celestials, a lot of people might be like, what the frick is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they might. Be- <laughs> Especially if they, do the, if they do the sleeping of Celestial that's supposed to be in the center of the planet. Yeah. That, that people might be like. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Because. Celestial, what? Because I don't is think. Like, like, I'm not. I don't know how exactly if my wife watches it, how. And if she says. What are the celestials? I'm like, oh boy. Um, <laughs> where do I start? But um, they just have to put a lot of they just have to put a lot of pretty people in the movie, and then that'll be enough. Yeah, but I because <laughs> right. so, so far the only celestial we've seen is nowhere, and that was just you know a celestial head, right? And well, I, then they they have a quick scene in Guardians of the Galaxy two where they show them. Yes, right, right. But, Which but I thought was a pretty ballsy move when I saw that movie, and yeah. I was like, "What?" So I know, right? But I don't, I don't think either of those scenes. Um, oh, jeez, um, I don't think either of those scenes for the non-Marvel super fans. I don't think that might not have registered with like the normal, you know, the the mainstream movie watcher. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And it was real quick. It was only like less than a minute that they showed them. They were just like, the celestials are around. Right. There's a picture. Whereas, <laughs> all, yeah, all of us would be like, oh, cool, the celestials. Like, my wife would be like, I don't know what that was, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, just real quickly, uh, we're going to get our thoughts on Shang-Chi. I'm sorry, Shang-Chi, which, Paul, you Shang-Chi. haven't. You haven't seen yet. Um, what do you think, Dario? I loved it. I thought it was really good. I, I did too. I really I enjoyed to it. See it a second time, but I, uh, I'm I'm real slow to going to theaters to see movies. So, like a, for yeah. a, for a blockbuster movie like this, I'll go I'll see it right away. But it, I I'm gonna want to see it a second time. But usually it doesn't. Right. Happen. Yeah. Like I'll watch it. I'll watch it again when it's on HBO Max Plus or whatever. More Mac. Or Disney Plus or whatever channel it's on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching um, it again. But yeah, I loved it. Me too. I thought it was really good. Me too. I'm surprised that I, that they could take a character like Razor Fist and make him <laughs> make him double. Yeah, right. It's as a kid, I was always like, dude, this guy got like a sword for a hand. How is that? <laughs> How do you get by in life with that? <laughs> it's a razor. That's why he's called Razor Fist. <laughs> get it, get it. Not Sword Fist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought the action was great. I liked all the actor choices. Yeah, um, I did too. The comedy, I thought the comedy element fit. I liked it. Totally. I loved what they did with Ben Kingsley's character. Yeah, it's funny too because on Disney Plus when they when they when they put the 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 Ben Kingsley story that was uh, that was tacked on at the end of Iron Man three or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. On DVD. Yep. Because they did that, I knew he was going to be in this movie. Sure. I just didn't know where, where he would be in this movie. Right. So when they when, when they went down to the basement, I tapped my I tapped my buddy and I'm like, it's going to be Mandarin. <laughs> and like, no, it's not. There it was. <laughs> that was great. And, All right. And, 
yeah, so I highly recommend going to see Shang Chi. Well, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's in the theaters anymore, is it? I don't even know. No, I don't think so. Well, one way Dude. or another, Dude. you know, when it comes out, comes on Disney Plus, whatever, watch it. It's good. Hear that, Paul? Watch it. It's good. Sure thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose Paul? Yeah, I think he had to go to use the bathroom. He just got up and left. Ah, oh, for the lover. Well, we're all, all little guys. You can only you can only sit still for ten minutes. Yeah, that's true. So that's the true. next movie is Eternals, and then Doctor Strange and Spider Man. After that, so Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah, Spider Man, Doctor Strange. Looking forward to all those. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Eternals, but I'm still like cautiously optimistic about it. Um, but I'm very excited about. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, those are two of my favorite characters. Yeah. And I'm excited to see them expand the multiverse some more. Well, it's either going to be it's either gonna be great or it's going to be the death kneel for, this, for their movies. It's, it's, yeah. it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope for great. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we don't have a whole lot more. Just a couple of quick little story tidbits to talk about here. Uh, and the first thing is, it looks like it has been confirmed by the man himself that Bill Murray is going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. What? Yes. Really? Yes. He has confirmed it in an interview that he will be in the movie. He has not said what character. He He hasn't said. We still don't know what character he's playing, but he said he is in the movie. Oh. God, I hate Marvel movies. Though. <laughs> I mean, I like Bill Murray, but it's just I feel like they're, they're just about at that point where they're just casting weird fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, I had a hard enough time with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I love well. Yeah, maybe he'll be another. Maybe he'll be another Eternal. Who haven't they done? He'll be the champion. Oh, <laughs> maybe that would be cool. <laughs> no, it would not be cool. <laughs> sure, it would. I would love that. Well, what, Who do you uh, think Bill Murray would be in the Marvel Universe? What was that? Bill Murray what? Bill Murray has Bill Murray, play? Bill Murray got cast in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> I would if, uh, who's uh, No. No, but you're close. Is it Ben Urich? That that's the um Oh the reporter, yeah. The reporter? That would be cool. cool. That would actually that. that would be very cool. Because I mean he would be he'd be like he'd be like, like Bill Murray and Oscar Madison. Yeah. I can see that. Mm. That would be pretty cool. I can see that a lot. Other that would than be cool. like what they did with uh wasn't didn't they have him? Didn't they have Ben Urich in the uh Iron Fist? I don't think so. No. But I also didn't watch season two. So. Was it Iron? Was he- I think he was in one of the shows. No, wasn't it Daredevil? No, wait. Daredevil. Was no, it? Yeah. It was Daredevil. Right. Oh, he was. You're right. He was. He was Daredevil because of uh, Karen worked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're bringing in Daredevil to the, to the cinematic universe somehow. They've pretty much admitted cool. that. So. Mm. I'm so glad they're keeping the same actor. He's so good at that. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the same with that's the same with the uh, Kingpin. No, well, yeah, I liked him. Oh, yeah, I, he was the I best. Also liked, 
I also liked him when he was in a uh, criminal uh, law and order criminal intent. Oh yeah. Like I'm thinking uh, DC, the Matt Ryan Constantine. <laughs> yeah. The, the best by far. Yeah. 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 You know, so I'm just I'm just thinking uh, out of all the Marvel Cinematic stuff. The, the Netflix shows were probably the least reliant on making jokes. Mm, like, yeah. not, I don't think there's a single Marvel movie that they put out in the last 10 years that wasn't, that didn't have a bunch of jokes in it. True. So yeah. if you throw Daredevil and Kingpin in there, like I can imagine somebody be like, Oh, time to yuck it up. And Kingpin's going to be like, I'm going to freaking kill you. Because <laughs> <laughs> King- <laughs> it was no joke. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like the, it'd be like the door jam scene all over again. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Fast. All right. <laughs> um, did you talk to him? Ask him about that thing about the movie. Oh. Derek, you had one job, hey. What? He's always you asking if you have Mario about, about going to see the Eternals. Oh, not yet. Oh, yeah, we can go see that. We we're going to do it off air, Paul. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> we we're going to do it after the show, Paul. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> probably a good segue. I think we're probably wrapped up, right? Yeah. Move on to your Shang-Chi, okay? We already did Shang-Chi. Okay, we're way past that. You're living in the past, man. You're living in the past, man. Anyways, when you when you took a little trip to the hey, bathroom. Right, so we, well, I'm sorry. Hey, I told you I had to go. No, I'm, I'm, I'm No, Dario, when you when you took your trip to the bathroom, uh, Paul and I were discussing maybe the thought of going to see Eternals, the three of us, and then like doing a review of it. Yeah. Podcast. I'm perfectly okay with that. Cool. Yep. We'll, we'll we'll work that out. All right. All right. Have your people talk to my people. Mm. You might not your like my people. Are our people. <laughs> yeah, your people are our people. All right. So uh, I believe that's it. That's all we have. Unless there's anything else either of you wanted to bring up. No, sir. Excellent. Well, then. Uh, thank you guys for joining me once again. It's always fun talking comics with you. Um, and uh, also, thank you to everyone out there for listening. We really do appreciate it. And uh, from all of us at the New England Society of Geeks podcast, we want to say thank you and good night. And also, we hope you've had a happy Halloween because when this comes out, Halloween will be over. And. Uh, <laughs> Until Nightwing gets a goodie bag full of razor blades in his candy. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? All right, good job, guys.